0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMBP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good
1: Karma Brands radio station. This is Waddle and Sylvie. It just came to me, and I figured you would ask the same person this question if you saw their swing. Why don't you quit golf?
0: Are you crazy? I
1: keep seeing all these shots. You're in the water. You're in the woods. You're shanking it over here.
0: Listen, first of all, what other sport can you drink and smoke and have fun doing?
2: That's what I tried to tell him.
0: I'm an old fat guy. What else (laughs) in the hell am I going to do? I'm 56 years old. What do you suggest I do?
2: Afternoons from
1: 2 to 6.
0: Hey, listen, let me tell you something. The way my football bet went this year, (laughs) I want to thank you all for not covering against the Eagles, too. I really appreciate that. Oh,
1: I know. You had to bring that up. Oh, listen, man. I had to. The the only game
0: that I could have won was the Saints game, and the ref screwed me. I had the worst playoff. I think I lost, and I'm not even joking, I think I lost every single football game during the playoffs. He's, uh,
1: he's not fat anymore, though. Oh, he looks great. And who are you, Hank
2: Haney? Are you like some sort
1: of golf coach? Oh, well, I quit off because I stopped. That's what I do. Uh, but I don't think he stinks anymore. I think he's really good yeah. at golf. Yeah. I think he, he turned around his game, and he's doing really, really well. He's our friend. He's a Hall of Fame guy. He's a Hall of Fame basketball player, and he's the best uh, as far as uh, entertainment when it comes to his television work on Turner. He's Charles Barkley, and he joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline, and he joins Waddle and Selby. Chuck, how are you feeling? Happy
0: New Year! Hey, brothers. I You know, I don't even know why y'all bother me. There's nothing <laughs> happening in the world of sports right now. Nothing. Hey, hey, has this been a – first of all, you guys were already the center of the universe. Y'all were already the center of the universe. Let me tell you something. I'll be honest with you. I don't think in the history of pro football, no team has ever been in a better situation than the Chicago Bears right now. Really? I mean, listen, man. After what y'all did last year with those picks, to have the number one pick again, and y'all can either take a quarterback or flip it for another. You know, some team will give y'all the exact same deal. What are you doing? I mean, what I I I don't know to be honest. I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. I mean, obviously those guys, you guys know. I mean, you get to see Chicago play a lot. Everybody in that building know what kind of kid he is. But man, this I, I'll say this. This is I, I'm not even joking. This is one of the hardest decisions uh, I've ever seen. You know, remember when they had the debate between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf? Yeah. That was a big decision because it 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 got people it got people Super Bowls and other people fired. <laughs> you guys, I'm telling you, man, I don't think I've ever seen a team. Hard decision now. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's awesome for you guys.
2: Yeah, like I keep hearing people, Charles. If you were a general manager, I keep people, hear people say, i wow." I'd hate to be Ryan Poles. I'd love to be Ryan Poles, Bears general manager, because I've got options, and most of the options are good options. Yeah,
0: but hey, you got options. But if you make the wrong decision, your ass going to get fired. But
2: that's the case regardless. If you make bad decisions, whether you've got options or not options, you make bad decisions, you're going to get fired.
0: But like these these is one of those decisions you're going to either. Be the, the GM, win Super Bowls, uh, or have a good team for the next 10, 15 years, or you going to get fired. Like, yep. you know, I, I mean, that's how big this decision is.
2: What do they say, though, Charles? Too much is given, much is expected. I would want that pressure if I was the GM. And if it doesn't work out, all right, I'll be able to live with it. Maybe I'll live in the, you know... In the mountains somewhere, yeah, no, so no, no one can get after first of me. Of but it's a
0: great, it's, a, it's but that's that's the nature of the job. Yeah, you get paid to make these decisions. And like I say, man, this is a great situation for the Bears. Yeah, great. I mean, like, but man, you go. You, this is this is one of those like, if I make a good decision, I'm gonna have my job for the next 10, 15 years, and we we probably gonna win a Super Bowl. But if I don't do this right in three years, I'm gonna get fired. That's the truth that the matter.
2: Speaking of decisions,
0: are you a hardball guy? You know, I like him. You know, I like Jim. Well, first of all, he's they can they can let all that other stuff go. He's coming to the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you you can't deal with these damn idiots and boneheads at the NCAA. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You know, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders had a great tweet yesterday that's 100 percent correct he says we just ran the greatest coach in college football history out of the game we need to take a good look at what the hell we're doing and he's 100 percent correct like I, we're such a screwed up country we're ruining college sports that's how awful a people we are We had probably the most beautiful thing going, which is college athletics, and we have totally ruined it. That's how bad of a society society we are. Can you believe that? Uh, How would you change it? Well, we can't... Number one, I always want my players to be safe. Let me get that out the way. But we can't be paying guys millions of dollars to go to college. And we can't let kids be free agents every year and transfer two and three times for more money that i don't think that's what college sports were meant to be uh I, that's just my personal opinion like i say hey i want my players to be taken care of i think it, you know obviously i'm a player first but giving guys millions of dollars but also you know talking to these coaches like number one i got to pay a young high school kid millions of dollars but also, I've got to renegotiate my deals with my existing players every year. You know, because I talk to all these coaches. They're like, now, "I'm out here recruiting, and these kids tell me how I want this much money to come to this college." But then I get back, and the kid says, "Well, this other school call. They want. Can you match?" Or I was like, that, "That's not the way college sports should be." There's no guardrails. Yeah. Hey, listen, there's no guardrails, uh, and I and obviously you know you read some of the stories. That's one of the reasons Saban Saban said uh, he says kids cared about what can I get in the NIL. I mean, so I I can see if you've accomplished as much as him, I don't want to go out and have to do that at my age. So we ran the greatest coach ever out the game, and Dion's right. We need to take a step back and say, Yo, man we're ruining the college sports and this ain't what it's supposed to be
2: so there should be I, I think what you're saying charles is is there should be common ground like we're not going to ignore giving these kids something but there need to be some rules so that the wild wild west isn't the experience that all we're all witnessing
0: 100% yes yeah. i mean you you can't you can't poach other people players every year that like you know your your scholarship means something. Like, oh, I choose to go to this school. And once you make a deal, you know, I'll tell you something about me and Michael. When me and Michael were really close, we would get together and play golf and he says, Hey, I need you to do me a favor. I said, sure, what's going on? He says, We never gonna uh bitch and complain about our contract. And we says, we start, like when I when I left Philadelphia and got traded to Phoenix, Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson made more money than me. And you know, when Scotty and Tony Kuko were making more money than Michael, of course he was pissed. But you can't show me any tape where he complained about it publicly. And when you sign a deal with these colleges, say, okay, I have an NIL deal, you shouldn't get to renegotiate it every year because some other school comes in and says, I'll pay you more to come to this school. That's not the way this thing should work. That's one thing I always admired about Michael. We had those conversations. He says, yeah, I know, Mike. I know Scotty and Tony are making more to me, but I, my dad told me, "Hey, you signed the deal. The deal is the deal."
1: Charles Barkley joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN One Thousand. I want to get back to uh, some of this coaching stuff, but you, you brought up Michael, and I heard you on Dan Patrick talk about like three weeks ago that you were you were maybe gonna find time to fly in for tomorrow <laughs> because of all the drama for the. Bulls ring of honor uh, tomorrow to see if Michael would show and if Scotty would show and how that would work. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow?
0: You know, I, I I would love to be a fly (laughs) on the wall tomorrow night because I have zero idea what's going to happen. I have zero idea who's going to show up. It would be, entertaining to be there i've actually i got three straight days of capital one commercials with sam and spike to get ready for march madness so i can't be there unfortunately i can't be there so i got three straight 10-hour days that's like got four straight days of 10-hour days where we shooting capital ones for march madness so i really can't be there but i tell you what i'm gonna be making some calls at the end of the day, because I want to know. First of all, you guys better call and let me know what's going on.
1: <laughs> oh, I will. What, what is your prediction? Who do you think shows? Who do you think
0: won't show? Let's gamble on it. Let's bet. You know, Michael's probably got a show. I mean, he's Michael Jordan. He's got to show anything affiliated with the Bulls. I don't know if Scott is going to show up. I really don't know if Scotty's going to show up. You know, because Scotty has been really mean-spirited, talking about Michael couldn't play; he was overrated, and blah blah blah. You know, all that stuff was really, really unnecessary. And I know one thing about Michael; he don't forgive and forget. I know that for sure. But experience, the bull, the, like I really think it's going to be fascinating. I really do. I mean, because. Because I, I think the, it, it, even if they're cordial, it's going to be like fake. Because yeah. like, cause some of the stuff Scotty said about Michael was really uncalled for and unnecessary. So, man, I tell you what, I, I it's going to be very interesting. I can't wait to hear how it is. I really can't wait to see how it is.
2: Charles, can you think of another situation, whether it's you know a different sport, but just in all the sports where there was so much accomplishment and so much success that is soured to this point? Maybe there is. Maybe there's another example of this, and I'm just not thinking of it. But but this has got to be at the top of the mountain, isn't
0: it? Other than Prince Harry and Prince William. <laughs> uh... I can't think of anybody uh, being this angry and saying, it, "and like I say, it, it, it's just a really." And Scottie was a good player. Scottie was a very good player, but his animosity toward Michael, like, there's there's three guys that Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan. They're the three most important people in NBA history. Magic. And Michael, excuse me, Magic and Bird, they saved the NBA. And Michael took it to another level. You know, if we're talking about golf, you know, you got Arnold, Jack, and Gary Player, and you got Tiger Woods. Now, there have been a lot of other great players, but let's be honest. There's only a few guys who moved a needle like, oh, and Michael is that guy. Same thing with Magic and Bird. And Michael made all of us money. I mean, listen, I made so much money from Nike because of Michael Jordan. All these guys today, because, you know, we're so old, people forget. Guys, guys wasn't making commercials. Guys wasn't getting paid to wear shoes. That's all because of Michael Jordan. And even if you're mad at the dude, you got to say, thank you for making me all this damn money. Like, every time I, you know, man, I made so much money from Nike, and I'm still with Nike today. But it's all because of Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and even if you like to say, even if you don't like the guy, you got to say, you know what, that dude made us a lot of money. But they've gotten so personal with each other, and Scotty has man, he's taken the thing to—he burned down the whole house, and like it's just a crazy situation. And there's nothing worse than being in a room with somebody you don't like. And it's I like I say, man. It's going to be fascinating.
1: It's it's sad for us. And you didn't. I don't think you bought this from me right away. I like a good conspiracy theory, but I believe that after Scotty got so bitter and and said so many bad things about Michael, made it and personal, then, and then Phil and went with the book and was touring to promote the bourbon that he said so many mean things. The Michael went nuclear, and I believe that Larsa and Michael teamed up, and that's how you got the Larsa-Pippen-Marcus-Jordan relationship to really go and hurt Scotty. Are you buying that yet?
0: Are you crazy?
1: Are
2: you out of your damn yes, mind? Yes, he is. He's think a, you, you just he's think a this, reality TV show guy is what he is. this is
1: real love? That all of a sudden, out of all the people in the world, Larsa and Marcus just found each other?
0: You know, I don't know the answer to that question. But I, 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 but, and I will admit, though, I think that takes this anger and bitterness to a whole nother level. He went nuclear. Uh, you, you, but I don't. I don't think there. First of all, if you think there's a conspiracy, you got you. You're just nuts. You're just <laughs> flat out nuts.
1: I got to read you this headline from People Magazine. Oh, um, this gonna be good. Yeah, let, let me. Uh, this is good. This is uh, my buddy sent this to me today.
2: It's gonna make you blush. Charles. It will. I, mean,
1: I don't know if Charles blushes. It says Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan say they have sex five times a night. Way more than she did with ex-Scotty Pepper. Why are we
2: going
0: there? No, nah, see, th- thank you. Well, that, that's TMI. That's just too much. <laughs> that, that, like, that's, like, first of all, why, why would you do that? That's, a, that's unnecessary and uncalled for. It's People Magazine. I know, but you, you don't tell... Even if that's true, you don't tell People right. Magazine. That's and, 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 See, now... Is he, he starting, to, are I don't you starting to believe on, I what he's say saying? This. I don't mind people not liking each other because, you know, you just have different personalities. But you don't take – you can't – you. Know, there's no need to take shots at people. There's no need to do that. that yeah. That's just wrong on so many levels. That's just so wrong. I mean, that's just not cool at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that at all. You don't tell People Magazine that at all. So you're starting to believe me, Waddle, not nah, yeah, No, i, think I you no, 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 you, no, no, you, no. Hey, hey, me and Waddle, we've never been that drunk to believe that damn conspiracy theory you came up with. And I've about, been drunk,
2: but... like really drunk. And
0: I've been <laughs> but, drunk a hey, lot. And I, I, I like to drink, and I've been really drunk, but that's a stretch of an imagination. <laughs> but, hey, that's like, uh, you know what that's like? You see some of these people are saying the FBI set up January the 6th. I've
1: not seen that. I don't go for those conspiracy theories. No. I
0: was like, wait a minute. You said, I mean, instead of saying uh, Trump and his clowns are fools, your theory is the FBI set it up where people lost their lives and things like that. I mean, come on, man. Some of these conspiracy theories are so out of whack. It's crazy.
2: he watches a lot of reality TV with his wife, and I think that's the genesis of why he's gone this route.
0: Well, you know, I used to get mad at my daughter when she was younger because she should watch all those stupid uh, housewife shows. Yeah, that's what my wife watches. Yeah. And, and I was like, Christiana, they're just bad actors. That's what they are. She's like, Dad, what do you mean? I says, you do know people don't hang out with people they don't like. <laughs> I, says, I says, nobody wakes up. No, I says, you think people wake up in the morning and say, hey, you know what? Let me go find a couple of girlfriends I hate and hang out with them all day. Yeah, she says, "Oh, I never thought about that." I said, "They're just bad actresses." I said, first of all, they're not even actresses because, <laughs> but I said they're just bad actors because no any fool wakes up in the morning and says, "Hey, you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna go hang out with three or four girls I don't like and yeah. we're just gonna fight."
2: Yes, exactly. I said, in front that's of not
0: the cameras, even a realistic thing. Yeah.
2: I agree. I agree. Um, All right. Can we let's talk about it? We started to talk about coaches, whether it's it's Nick Saban or it's Bill Belichick or Phil or it's Phil, Phil Jackson. Like, who is your who's top of the
1: GOAT, Mount Rushmore or
0: Mountain? Well, Saban is the greatest college football coach ever. And that's not even debatable. You know, because you have to factor in something. Some of the people they trying to compare him to, they coached in the Stone Age. And because you know, I say, I tell people this about Coach Saban, I say, think about this. It, it, a lot of those old coaches, they, they won championship when they were segregated. Right. Secondly, they won when they had no roster, no no scholarship limitations. But to me, the big kicker is Guys never left school back then. Saban was losing three to five guys a year who left school early. So they would have won more championships instead of the seven he won. Mm -hmm. So the college thing is out the window. As far as Belichick, dude went to nine Super Bowls. Won six. Won six, went to nine. That's incredible. And you and anybody who thinks that, like that's not the greatest college, uh, excuse me, pro career ever, like, dude won six Super Bowls. He went to nine. That's incredible.
2: Charles, is a fan of his, do you want to see him go coach somewhere else? Or are you kind of like, look, he's, you know, he's had such a great career. The last thing I would want to see from a guy that I think so much of is to see him struggle again somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I would like to see him retire personally because, well, unless he can go, uh, because now football is all about the quarterback. And I would hate to see him go to a team that's mediocre or bad just to break Don Shuler's record. Right. Listen, no disrespect to Don Shuler. Bill Belichick is the greatest pro football coach ever. Ever. Great. And... uh, I, I, you want to see it, even though it ended badly right now. If he went to another crappy team and won five games for the next two years or three years, and then became the all-time winning coach, it wouldn't. It won't have the same effect. I mean, you got a guy who just won six Super Bowl and went to nine. Nobody gonna de- debate his greatness. I had a fool the other day on TV. I did not want to call him out. <laughs> Come on, I don't want to give him. I don't want to give. He was talking about that. He was talking about that. Bill Belichick only won because of Tom Brady. I said, well, first of all, that's stupid because you know he's not on special teams and he don't play defense. But what the guy said, he said, I think Andy Reid's a better coach. And I wish I had been live somewhere with him because his thing was. Bill didn't win without Tom Brady. I said, yeah, exactly how many of those championships, and Andy are a great coach. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I said, but uh, how many of those championships did he win without Patrick Mahomes? That'd be zero. Right. That'd be zero. So this notion, you always win with great players. But this guy's like, and, they, and Tom Brady went down and down to Tampa Bay, and I guarantee you he'll tell you if you ask him, he used a lot of the stuff Coach Belichick taught him. But for this fool to get on TV, Tom, I told y'all he couldn't coach without Tom Brady. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you saying Andy Reid? You know, he won like five championships before he got Patrick, Reed. Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, no, he actually didn't win anything without Patrick Mahomes. So uh, don't try to belittle these guys. Yeah. You, what, 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 what Coach Belichick did will never be accomplished again, period.
1: Uh, uh, it, also in football, I know you still. I believe you still root for the Eagles. Are you? Yeah, we did,
0: brother. Go are, ahead and hey, what's I, going on? Are go, you, go, yeah, are they cooked? To look uh, like a good piece of chicken, brother. <laughs> it is. It is. It. We are D E E E A A C dead.
2: <laughs> They're dead. You're what not giving happened? them a chance. What happened,
0: Charles? They've lost He's five not- of six. You, you know, but not only have they lost five or six, they—they're not playing with passion. Like uh, they're not playing. Like, see, I think what happened. To be honest with you, and you know this, when they were ten and one, they weren't playing well. So I think a lot of times, that's the one thing you have to do when you're winning. Go, you have to really grade yourself you have to really grade yourself when you're winning because they were winning, but they were not playing well. And then when they started, when they made a few more mistakes, they really started losing. They lost five out of six, but they were playing. You go back and look when they were, when they were 10 and one, they were not playing well. And they kept saying the most important thing is to win. Yeah, the most important thing to, is to do is to win, but you really need to develop good habits on how you're winning. And I think that came back to bite them when they started losing.
2: Charles, how hard is it to play in Philly? Because there's talk that if they get bounced in the first round of of the postseason, a year removed from going to the Super Bowl, that Nick Sirianni may be in trouble.
0: Yeah, Philadelphia is a tough city. I always tell people, I think, Philly, New York and Boston they, those are in my in my opinion those are the three toughest cities to play in because there's so much competition because in Philly you have to deal with all major sports and then you got about 6 or 7 big time colleges there so you're always fighting same thing in New York like we got to say something or do something because we're competing with the Yankees, we're competing with the Mets, we're competing with the Jets and Giants. So it's always a fight to get attention. And it's the Celtics, you know, they're the Celtics. If you don't win at the Celtics, you're going to get killed. But when you're in these major cities, a lot of the press is dictated by you know you're fighting for space on the, especially. On the on, on the on the back on the on the back cover of these magazines, on the back of these uh, newspapers. So playing in big cities like that, man, it is a dogfight to get attention, and it's tough to play. I do. Hey, when I got traded to Phoenix, man, I thought I went to I thought I went to middle school. <laughs> be like, yeah, it was, like, that's
2: why you we know we'd... the, the, the It's what we try to tell people here in Chicago, Charles, because, like, compared to other big cities, I think our fan bases are very willing to give people second chances and wrap their arms around people. I think this is an easier place to play in all sports than other places.
0: I 100% agree with you. You know, Chicago's my second favorite city in the world, so I know a little bit about it. But, man, uh, the East Coast, like I say, New York, Philly and Boston—they're different animals. Chicago—I mean, they—they'll give you a chance in Chicago. I mean, because let me tell you something—I I haven't read a newspaper and I haven't listened to your guys' show lately. There's no way they can be happy with that thing going over at the Bulls. Oh, let me tell you something—they—if the Celtics were playing that bad, or the Sixers, or the Knicks were playing that bad. The fans will burn down the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way what's happening with the Bulls, they were let go in Philly, Boston, and New York. There's no way possible.
1: Well, what's the answer, Chuck? I mean, like, it, it, Zach just came back, um, and, and, like, the, it, Wilbon tells us that there's no team that wants to trade for him right now because there's no market. So what do you, what do, you do with this
0: team? You got to break that. They should have broke the team up two years ago, maybe three years ago, because they're irrelevant. Hey, listen. Sometimes you have to. You just got to start the rebuild. You got to say, hey, you know what? I got to take pennies on the dollar. I mean, because you're not you, and that bothers me, man. Think about it. Chicago Bulls are irrelevant. The Chicago Bulls are irrelevant. I mean, it's crazy to think about that. You know, the Bulls have been so amazing in the last, you know. They're like, even when they were losing to the Pistons, they're like, they're the second best. They might be the second or third best. They're the second or third best team in the NBA. And then when they broke through, they, six championships is incredible. But now, you know, and they were great with Derrick Rose. And now, you're like, when you look at teams in the East, you're like, okay, the Celtics are the best team. Then you got Philly. And, and, and the bucks ain't no telling what the New York Knicks, man, they made one of the greatest trades go getting that boy from Toronto is like highway robbery. That was a great trade. I love that kid. And now the Knicks, they've won five or six in a row. I said, yo, I'm not sure they can beat Boston, but they might be the second best team in the Eastern conference. And uh, man, but the Chicago Bulls. I mean, Orlando. Uh, I'm trying to think. Orlando's playing very good. The Hawks are mediocre. I'm trying to think who's another good. I mean, the, the Wizards Pacers are the worst team. Pacers are pretty teammates. good. Oh, the Pacers are terrific. I mean, they're not. A, they're not a championship contender, but they got a style they play. And uh, Rick's done a good job. Halliburton is fantastic. Miles Turner's been playing great. But man, you are like. Six, seven teams down, and you ain't even mentioned the Bulls. Charles, about the Knicks,
2: and this is just a a guilty pleasure question for you about Jalen Brunson, because we had this conversation here in town because Jalen's a local guy, and I always, I I, I will tell anyone, I completely, I'm no basketball expert, but I had no idea this kid could develop into the kind of player he has developed into. Did you see this as a potential kind of
0: career arc for him? Nobody saw that. Anybody you They saw that they're lying. And I, listen, I, I know all the guys from the Knicks. They didn't think he was going to be this good. It's it's a you know I knew he was a good player, but he's an all star now. Yeah. Should have been an all star last year. He's the best player on the Knicks. But yeah, nobody saw that. Anybody see? You know, guys love it. They always pump their chest out when they get one right. Nobody. Nobody saw this coming. Uh,
1: this
2: is a great story. Yeah. yeah, it really is.
1: Also in town tomorrow, you know, for this, this uh, Ring of Honor thing is, is Draymond Green and the Warriors. What do you think, uh, Chuck, happens to Draymond where, where that, that happens and, and the weird stuff comes out?
0: Well, you he got to worry about people, you know, other players trying to egg him on. What Draymond's got to do is, no only you got to stop doing stupid stuff first and foremost, but he has to realize that stuff he used to do when they were winning, that's what I don't think most players, well, most players do understand it, but Draymond hasn't figured it out. You can do all the stupid stuff you want to when you're winning, but when you start losing, it becomes stupid stuff. <laughs> that's what all players, that's what all players have to learn. And the Warriors stink. I watched them get beat by a hundred last night by the Pelicans. Like, the and I, and I and I said it at the beginning. I said the Warriors are cooked. They got lucky in the playoffs last year. If you go back and look, you uh, Sacramento was a better team, but Steph went crazy in Game Seven. So people like, oh, I was like, no, 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 Sacramento should have won that series. And I said it in Game One this year. I said, man, the Warriors—they're irrelevant. They old and slow. And they're irrelevant. Everybody's like, Charles Barker just called the Warriors cooked after the first game of the season. I said, dude, I know what I'm looking for. The Warriors are cooked. I said, Draymond's not the same player. Clay's not the same player. I said, Steph's going to keep getting worn down because he has to cover up all their flaws now. He has to cover up all their flaws. And you see how he's going through peaks and valleys. Like last week, he he had like eight points for the first time. I said, because he's getting tired. He's older now. He can't get 35 a night and cover up all their flaws. So they got a mediocre team. But like I say, with Draymond, as much as I like Draymond, he's been a very good player for a long time. He got to understand, yo, man, all that stuff that was really cute and funny when – it was like he was aggravating and he was getting on that He was a leader on the team, getting the other team, other players fired up. That's great when you're winning, but when you start losing, like, yo, yeah, man, why is Draymond out there acting like an idiot? I was like, yo, yeah, man, that's the difference between winning and losing. Yeah.
1: It's very true. Um, so your Aaron Rodgers slap comment got some uh, some play the other day. Uh, are you happy that McAfee decided to end uh, the, the Aaron Rodgers segment for the year?
0: Yes, because, you know, Aaron crossed a line, a serious line. You know, part of our job of being in the limelight is people take shots at you all the time. That's part of it. You guys both been in the limelight a long time. People going to say stuff to you. Uh, you know, I don't do social media, but I guarantee you, y'all probably hear oh, some stuff. It's awful. And, people, and, and listen, that goes with the job. But... When you accuse somebody of being a pedophile or having sex with underage girls, that that don't cross the line. That's jumping on the line up and down. That that is slander. I mean, I think that's probably the worst thing you could say about a human being. And, and you know, I don't know Aaron. I've only met him a couple times. He's always been cordial. But like, yo, man. You just call this dude a pedophile and saying, you know, he had, he's with somebody who's having sex with underage girls. That's not cool. That's not funny. And he crossed the line. And uh I was I was happy the way Jimmy Kimmel came in him and he said he said, Yo man, you put my family because you guys, you know what's gonna happen next. Jimmy Kimmel's kids are gonna be at school somewhere down the line, maybe not right now, because I think they're young. But some fool kid gonna say, "Oh, your dad's your dad's a pedophile. He hang out with child molesters." Because kids can be cruel. So that's that's just a no go. Like I say, man, you can say stuff about people. I understand that goes with the job. But when you cross that line that Aaron did the other night, man, he had to be checked quickly.
2: It's like a, like I said, you know, with with regard to maybe it's a crude comparison but there's no guardrails it seems like anymore in 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 our society at times and
0: yeah but 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 like i say yeah you can say stuff about people i understand that yeah but like that was slander man right i mean come on man you like that that that's not even stuff you joke about we we were Uh, uh, go ahead charles i'm sorry uh, like yeah uh, like we joke about in the locker room stupid stuff that we really have to be careful that we can't take out publicly. You got, you got, you know, in the locker room, how it is. We say stuff that now will get you fired. We just said every single day for years, it would, it'll get you fired today. And now you have to adjust. But what he said about Jimmy, like, yo man, you need to be checked on that one, man? And, uh, I, I think they did the right thing. Because, man, that is slander when you accuse somebody of being in that situation.
1: We were joking, speaking in locker room talk, during our crosstalk segment with Carmen and Yurko, but, or the show before ours. We, we, when we were previewing that you were coming on, we told the guys that you said that if, if, if um, Rodgers said that about you, that you said that you would slap him. And then they wanted to know, like, if Rogers came back at you, would you be able to take Rogers?
0: Can I be the quarterback? <laughs> At your age now, we know no, you got. Uh, they, they suggest. Uh, hold, on hold on for a second. Did you ask me if I could be the quarterback? He did. He's, did. The okay. a, he's the same guy.
2: He's same guy. Charles that loves the you know the the fantasy shows, the reality TV shows hey, too. Let so. me
0: tell you something. The only quarterback I'm trying to think. I need to be careful before I say something right now. Okay, Josh Allen. He's a big old boy. He's a stud. Okay. You're 60, though, aren't you? And don't you have a bad hip? Yeah, but I don't. No, come on, man. I'm not going to lose a fight to a quarterback. Let's get that <laughs> out the way. Okay. Uh, um. Okay. Josh Allen is the only quarterback. Now, I love Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes can't beat me. Okay. No. I love Pat Mahomes. Fields hey, can take
2: you. Justin Fields can take you. Justin 6'3", 220.
0: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I can't, uh, I can't, I can beat Justin Fields. Justin oh, no, Fields, no, you like, no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. Listen, you know, I told y'all, one thing I love about Justin Fields, he looks good in uniform, don't he? He yes. looks good. He's like, oh, that dude, he's somebody right there. But uh, yeah, a quarterback. Hey, listen, I, I, I hate. To, uh, I mean, I'm talking just to talk now. I got. To, but a quarterback can't beat me. Come on, man. Y'all need to stop it. What,
2: what are we like? What What is your move? Like, if if we're in the <laughs> octagon, like, are you you're looking to get one of these quarterbacks on the ground, right? Because oh
0: oh oh, oh I'm bomb rushing. Yeah, I'm going to try to get them to the ground. Get to the ground. Hey, I don't want. Hey, I don't want to listen. I don't want to stand up and let tradition right. we have to play into it. Right. I, I, at this age, I do not want conditioning to play in. Right. I'm just going to go for the quick take out, down and try to get as many blows in as possible before yes. they break it up.
2: That's what I said. I said to the guys, I said, there's no chance this is going to be a boxing match. This is get to the ground, ground and pound, and try to end it
0: quick. Yeah, yeah no question. Yeah. And then, you see, that's why jocks jocks like to fight. Because like sometimes you might be the ground E when other guys go <laughs> on top of you hitting <laughs> So so you, you, you always fight in situations where they're going to break it up quickly. Make sure it's in the middle of the game or in practice or something because the last thing you want to do is fight out in public when a guy can just keep kicking your yeah. ass over and yeah. over.
2: Do you watch the, the MMA stuff? like, And do you like marvel at guys that are <laughs> in there doing that stuff?
0: Uh, when you said marvel, you mean I'm like, damn, dude, you yeah. can't find a better way to make a living?
2: <laughs> I just meant like... Man, there's got to be a switch inside these yeah. guys that you flip and, and and it's just, it's on.
0: You know, it's two, things, it's, I, it's two things about it that I admire. You know, like, first of all, I think you have to be crazy to hit somebody in the face over yeah. and over. Yeah. But also to get hit in the face over and over. Like, I don't know whether you're the winner or the loser. They both are stupid. Like. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't really, I, I don't really want to keep punching this dude in the face, but uh, like, but I don't want to get punched in the face either. Yeah. I mean, it's a very interesting dynamic the way that sport yeah. works. I'm like, you either punching another person in the face or you getting punched in the face. I'm not sure I want to do either. Yeah,
2: I don't either. Like, listen, there's. There are very few rules that I kind of follow, like, religiously. One is don't fight because I don't want to get my ass kicked. But the other is, if I am going to get in a fight, do not try to get in a fight with a guy with one of those cauliflower ears, right? Even the small guys where there are signs that...
0: But even somebody I don't like, I really don't want to hit them in the face over and over. Yeah. I mean, I I mean uh, like, yeah, there's people you don't like or people you disagree with. But I really, deep in my heart, don't say to myself, I just want to punch this person over and over and hurt them. I I, I just don't have that bone in my body. But the worst case scenario, can you imagine if you fight with somebody who's bigger and quicker than you and they can just beat the hell out of you? I definitely don't want my ass kicked. No, no, No. I don't either. All
1: right, before we let you go, we really appreciate this uh, long form today. Uh, with Travis Kelsey hooking up now, and it seems like they are really in love with Taylor Swift. Um, when there you, you go
2: again, well, Mr. Wait, Reality wait, TV when, Show. When guy. you
1: were a player, was there ever like a celebrity that you had a big crush on?
0: Well, a lot of them back in the days, but like uh, not not that big, not that big. She, she, she. knows, she's probably the biggest star in the world oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, most
2: famous person probably in the yeah. in the country or in the world right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, you know what? I, I Travis is a friend of mine. I w- I wish him nothing but the best. But hey, man, listen. Uh, I just think it's funny how everybody's starting to turn on her now, blaming her for uh, like blaming her for the Chiefs not being as good. <laughs> and, and you knew it was gonna come. Yeah, like I, like I, you could see this coming like three months ago. They're like, yo, man, the Chiefs don't win. You know the internet going to be coming for her. <laughs> I mean, so it, it, it's like, and you know, that's the way this thing works.
2: Yes, I know. Canary's Tony drops a pass. That's uh, on Taylor Swift. So,
0: yeah, I know. Hey, all them wide receivers dropping passes. It's because Taylor Swift is in the building. I'm yeah. like, oh man, how crazy are y'all? But I will tell you this. It's nothing like playoff football. I can't yeah. wait to watch. It's going to be fun. Oh man, can I take a shot at the NFL yes. right now? Yeah, please do. Yo man, this. Showing this game on not on cable—that's low class, man. It's
2: on Peacock, right? You got to bet. Come on,
0: That's not cool. That's not cool. They're just being greedy pigs. I'm glad some NFL players taking some shots at them. I know the NFL is the biggest thing in the world. To put this game on Peacock and make people have to buy Peacock—that's just low class, man. And I'm disgusted. I'm not even. First of all, I, I can't watch them. I'm gonna be filming commercials. But even if I could, I wouldn't watch it. Just I'm just gonna boycott the game because they sold a the game for a hundred and ten million dollars, and I know that's a lot of money. But the NFLs, they making twenty billion dollars a year to screw your fans like that. Yep. it's just not cool, man,
2: at all. That's what I call sloppy greed. Like you're just getting sloppy. You're just you know yeah. you don't need the money that bad. That's just But, but
0: they, they, but that just goes to. they don't care about the fans. Yeah.
2: The well, fans they obviously could be the don't most... Charles they obviously don't care about the fans. You see the officials they run out there every <laughs> Sunday.
0: <laughs> I mean, really? Really? But 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 that's just low class, man. That's just greedy. That's just flat out greedy, and I'm disappointed in the NFL and uh, man, that's just not cool at all.
2: Yeah. Chucky, you are you
1: the, the coolest. Best. Yes, thank you for everything. Happy New Year and happy gambling on the NFL.
2: We'll let you know what hey. happens with this ring of uh, honor. Uh, yeah. yeah, this the hey, ceremony. Hey,
0: listen, please let me know with the ring of honor. And listen, I will tell you guys. Is I can't wait to see what y'all going to do with that number one pick. It's going to be fascinating, brother. Good luck with that. All thank right, you, Charles. Charles. We'll see. Ya. Be well. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Thank Happy you. New Year yeah, you.
1: he is the best. I mean, there's no one more generous. There's no friendlier celebrity. There's no really just a friendly I guy. I do four in hours talking you to know, him, he's, he's the best. He's and like You may not agree with everything he says, but he is really, and that's how he is if you would ever meet him. Yes. He treats everyone uh, super respectful. Charles Barkley uninterrupted for almost 45 minutes right there. Uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, we've got Would You Rather. You can win a gift card to the Pride Store. Hit us up on uh, Twitter. Hashtag at WS would you Rather. Kevbo's here today. This is, i got to rack my brain here. It's at Kevbo. Underscore. Underscore. You got it. Yes. And I, I have no clue, Pottinger. What is yours? It's just my name, Justin Pottinger. I'm getting mentions already, so we got some stuff coming in. Okay, good. So send nice. them uh, to those guys, and you could win a gift card to the Pride stores. If you want to react, 312 332 3776.
2: We have Waddle's World coming up. I actually think there may be a little Cubs news. Oh, really? Is I this think the, so. the Dodgers trade, or is this
1: something new? Uh, was this something new that happened yeah, I during mean, that? You're gonna have to wait. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. that's a good tease. Yeah, thank you. All right, it's coming up next.
0: This is Waddle's World, and in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run. He's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine
1: career TDs in the NFL.
0: He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird! Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get
1: weird! Let's get weird! Weird! Get weird! Weird! Get weird! And let's get weird! Weird!
2: Weird! Let's get weird! Yeah, why not? Let's get weird. This is a very abbreviated version of Waddle's World because of our... 45-minute conversation with Charles Barkley. But Waddle's World is brought to you by Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Trust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. I told you I had some Cubs news. Uh, and then I think I just lost my Cubs news. Is this Bush? Excuse me?
1: Is this the, the new third baseman Bush? This is about, uh,
2: yes. This the Dodgers about, trade? This is about some Bush. Uh, The Chicago Cubs and the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is courtesy of our buddy Jesse Rogers. This is his story. Yeah, yeah. Cubs and Dodgers are exchanging a couple of their better prospects as left-handed hitting AAA infielder Michael Bush and reliever Yancey Almonte are headed to Chicago Mm -hmm. in exchange for Class A pitcher Jackson Ferris and outfielder Zaheer Hope. That was announced today. Bush was ranked sixth amongst Dodger prospects. I read at one point that he was their number two overall prospect. Well, he's ranked sixth right now. I choose to have my glass half full. Well, why don't we just call him the first? Well, just like if we're going to do that, let's just say he's the Dodgers' best prospect. Do well, you want to do that? Sure. You want to do that? Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Don't lie. Uh, so yes, there's your trade. Also, I don't think we've had any conversation at all about the uh, their signing of the lefty. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Shohei. Shoda. Imanaga? Imanaga, yes. Did I get that
1: right? Uh-huh. Four years, $53 million. Good pitcher. He's like a middle-of-the-rotation guy. He's like, he, uh, all the reviews are really good lefty. He's He'll probably be like their number three. He he throws like uh, low to mid-90s, but he's got more swing and miss stuff because of the spin rate.
2: He does? Yes. Will that translate to major league hitting?
1: Well, you hope so. I mean, it, well, it has translated so. it. More so these days. You're feeling better about your Cubs now? Yes. It
2: also comes with an almost $10 million uh, release fee. You do feel better about your Cubs. I,
1: I do. I was texting with Passin and... and Looking uh, for
2: a little pick-me-up after your team I was congratulating
1: been... Passin about his award that he won, and he was bummed that he didn't break the story. And I said, well, the Cubs lulled us to sleep. And he said, no. He goes, Jed's a killer. What does that mean? He said that Jed is it killed playing, your hopes. No, that he's playing the market right. Oh. That he he's waiting for this market to soften, and and he's just he's playing he's playing it perfectly.
2: Well, he's playing it perfectly if, in fact, they do go on to sign some guys, right? Yeah, a lot of people believe they'll end up with
1: Bellinger, and then they'll probably end up with like a player like Reese Hoskins.
2: Okay, hey, is Belly going to be at the Cubs convention starting tomorrow? Maybe they'll pull one of those Carry Woods surprises. Yeah. Are you going? I'm
1: not going. To, I'm at going no to the
2: Bulls Warriors game. Well, I mean, Cubs yeah, convention unless... isn't just one night. Do you take the kids to the Cubs convention this weekend? Go up there. I haven't been to a Cubs convention in years. I think maybe it's time for you to... Maybe go back? To go back. I'll take Braxton, yeah. now that he's
1: a Cubs fan. I bet your mom would love to go. I'm not taking my mom to a Cubs convention. Why? I, it's, I'm not
2: doing that. Uh, once again, I ask why. It's a little much. It's a little much for me. I think she would be thrilled to go. I mean, it's, it's her favorite team. Has she been to the Cubs convention at all in the past? Uh, maybe many years ago. How about you think about her and not yourself?
1: She, If she wants to go, she could go to the... They
2: I think I, that I, you taking her to the Cubs convention would be an excellent... I think move by her favorite son. Okay, maybe, maybe I'll consider it. No, you won't. It's just you being
1: a... I feel like it's always like 20 below zero, too, during Cubs convention weekend. When are we start? Uh, supposed to start getting some snow? Uh, I think overnight, into, in, starting in the morning. I think the, the commutes are supposed to be awful tomorrow. Tomorrow? Let's just work from home, then. Well, that could be a consideration. Why well, get out there and, and, and put ourselves in
2: harm's way? I'm worried about like, the commute to the Bulls game tomorrow. Is it worth going through that awful driving situation potentially and the traffic to go watch the Bulls play the
1: Warriors? Especially, like, I want to know who's showing up for this Ring of Honor because if no one's showing, because that's halftime. Because like, that's, that's what would make the game fun. Not necessarily the game. Right. Uh, by the way, uh, I heard ABC7 say that the wind is supposed to be brutal, too, making it blizzard-like conditions in the evening Starting tomorrow. Or tomorrow? Well, how yeah. can how, you? I mean, like, you like, not careful. only are we going to get a lot of the snow, but it's, it, in certain areas, we're going to get 40-mile-an-hour winds. Where is the Cubs convention this year? I believe it's – is it Sheridan now? Is that where they do All it? All right, I got a great idea for yeah, you. Well, where is it? I know you're a Sox fan.
2: You know where so it you'll is, know, so you'll know where Cubs convention's being held because you're a Sox well, he fan. He doesn't have
1: a convention to go to anymore. Maybe he's uh, thinking about ours.
2: Are you thinking about joining the Cubs Nation? I, I wasn't planning on it now, no, but I'll, I'll check where the convention is. I have a great idea for you and the family. Go to the Cubs or the uh, the Bulls game tomorrow night, and then go straight to the Sheridan. Spend the night there, and then the, in the morning, get up. And go to Cubs convention? Now uh, that's a no. Why? I, I,
1: Dad's I, back. The, the convention. Dad's back. There's no Bears football I have uh, he, to worry about. Here, here, I'll make you a promise. I will take my mom to the convention. I will take the family to the convention when they bring Sammy Sosa back.
2: Your, so you're you're gonna punish your mom and your kids no, because uh, the the Cubs the, are the, petty the, with when regard they, to when one of their ta- best players when they players. bring
1: Sammy back. I will go to the convention. I hear Sammy may be there. He's not coming back. I hear Sammy may be there. Is there there. a better chance of Michael and Scotty showing up together to the Ring
2: of Honor or Sammy Sosa to the Cubs convention? Sammy. Do you know how Pete Rose signs autographs at different places in Las Vegas? Sure. Outside. You're right. I bet you maybe Sammy's setting up shop somewhere down the street.
1: By the way, you see this? I now have a huffing stick like you.
2: Oh, look at you. Give it a huff. What, what are oh. you doing over there? What are you doing over there? I don't know what you're doing over there. We mock what we, we ultimately, potentially, will also participate in, don't It's called we? Boom Boom. Of course it is. Boom Boom nasal stick. Yeah. So I had to add uh, uh, another Instagram purchase. So even when I don't need my uh, my sinuses cleared, I just take a marker and huff on that <laughs> just for, you know, what's and
1: giggles. We all right. Got, that's we all got, I anyway. got. Yeah, all right. I'm to move uh, we're going to move some stuff around. Jim Miller, we're going to play the interview in the five o'clock hour. Move some stuff around. Move it around. We're calling an audible. We've got to get to some uh, callers. Yeah. We've not taken enough calls. We'll oh, get to yeah. the calls next. Yeah. We'll do that. Would you rather come it up later in the four o'clock hour? It's all next.